0: And you are listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Hello, it's me, Maria Vasquez-Boyd on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a great lineup of folks. We've got Brandon Schnurr, Kevin Miller, Wolf Brack, Satya Chavez, and Cynthia Levin. So stick around. We'll be right back. everyone it's time again for art speak radio every week every wednesday from noon to one thanks so much for joining us online kkfi.org from all over the world if you uh, choose to do that you can listen to us that way but we're happy to have you aboard today we've got brandon schner arts and programming manager of inglewood arts along with kevin miller who's the master glass blower and studio manager of inglewood arts and In all transparency i have to say that i am a board member of inglewood arts and i just want to say that and uh, make everything um kosher so there you go Hello, Brandon Schnurr, Kevin Miller. Hello. 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 We've got lots to talk about. So, you know, first I, I do want to mention to our listeners that Englewood Arts is a nonprofit community arts center located in Western Independence, Missouri, with two major focuses accessibility to the arts and affordable and sustainable housing opportunities. Now, Englewood Arts hopes to cultivate an engaged community. The mission is to assist the community through development of residential and commercial incentives. Public art, art events, art programs, philanthropy, and community outreach, outreach solutions, which result in a thriving community with engagement and pride. art is the website. But we're going to talk about Inglewood Arts Glass Lab, which is a state of the art glass blowing studio. How exciting, right? Yeah. yeah. and that's it. Yep, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, yeah, so this is just really huge because there's nothing uh, in eastern Jackson County that has that can make this claim, right?
1: Not really, no. This is um, definitely more of a community, non-for-profit kind of outreach thing, Mm -hmm. Um, making it accessible for the, the public to actually experience glass blowing, whether it be getting involved directly with forming the glass, coming in and having an experience where you uh, sit down with myself or another glass blower mm-hmm. and make a certain project in a time frame. Then you can take that home after a couple of days. Um, <clears throat> the I guess the whole point of it is really just to kind of get glass into the hands of the people
0: mm, mm, i love that well and, and i should state that kevin miller is a master glass blower and studio manager and has over 15 year experience in glass blowing he doesn't have any hair on his arm left uh, that's uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, kevin's dedication to glass has spanned working at the university level and production studios and now in the Inglewood arts arts center um so it's really exciting because to to watch someone blow glass it's a it's a dance it's a choreographed in terms of what you know the different steps that it mm-hmm. takes right
1: absolutely absolutely i mean you start off with just this molten glob out of the furnace and you know you impose your will upon it if you will um, it, it it sometimes has a mind of its own and uh, as you know we all know glass breaks it's an, you know part of the material mm-hmm. so it also takes a lot of uh, Patience to hmm. learn. It's mm-hmm. not something that anybody really picks up and is just immediately good at. Um, it's like I said. It's taken me 15 years mm-hmm. to get to where I am now, and I'm still a student. I'll wow. always be a student. Wow. Of the material.
0: You know, and Kevin, if you don't mind, if you would share what we talked about in the green room about what inspired you to to really take up the glass blowing.
1: Well, um, honestly, it was on a family trip to Jamestown. Um, I saw uh, the glass blowing. The you know glassblowing studio or whatever they had there. Wouldn't really call it a studio, it was more like a, I don't know, but um, mm-hmm. I just saw the you, them playing with fire. I mean, what 10 year old kid doesn't like fire? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I always just wanted to make that my career, but you know, for many, many years there wasn't the accessibility, especially around the Kansas City area. So um, it was many, many years later as I was an adult that I went to school down at Emporia State and actually found glass blowing and was able to try it and immediately change directions and paths wow. in life. So, wow. started off when I was 10 and didn't really materialize until I was 27.
2: Mm, so, mm,
0: mm. How cool is that? And I know sitting next to you is Brandon Schnur, who is the arts and programming manager for Englewood Arts. His chosen artistic forms are ceramics and metal sculpture. He has almost a decade of experience working in varying nonprofit roles and is dedicated to help create a thriving community through the arts in the Inglewood community. And recently you've kind of developed this wonderful uh, passion for glass making too, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a ceramic artist by trade um, and there are a lot of parallels between ceramics and glass. Um, Materiality um, is is very uh, adjacent to glass. But um, I mean, a lot of the things that Kevin mentioned about glass uh, translates really well. It's very fickle, it requires a lot of attention, um, it has it's a will of its own, and you just kind of figure out how to work around that. And so going into glass, learning the new processes that are semi-familiar uh, as, <laughs> as ceramics, but um, you know, having to learn how to use your hands in a whole different way. Yeah. Um, and just learning process, I love process. So it's so much fun to to be able to uh, uh, turn the things that I know into something new.
0: You know, and, and, and again, as I mentioned, that the choreography of the the process, uh, it, it's just so beautiful and zen-like. But it, but it's also you know the other flip the flip side to that is the the danger that the heat, the intense heat, and all that. Would you say that at that point when you're forming the glass and and sort of pulling it into shape, is is there also a fragility about it?
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, When it's hot and it's got a little bit more forgiveness when it comes to fragility, um, you can drop, for example, you can drop an ornament when it's still hot and it actually bounces. um,
0: Wow.
1: Quite high. It's a little fun to do sometimes um, just on purpose. But Uh uh, the, the fragility really comes once it's cold. When it's hot, I mean, you're really more respecting the material because you know it can bite you, and Mm -hmm. and those Mm -hmm. bites hurt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: So you know, we want to talk about how we can get um, our community involved in the glass making uh, process. What what can what do you offer us?
3: Yeah, so we um, actually just opened up our calls for uh, make your own experiences. That's a one time session course that you can come in and take. we have um, four different dates so far, and the first one's starting uh, February 11th. Um, we're really excited about that because that brings community members in to experience glass, um, and yeah, we want to just be able to give people an opportunity to learn or at least experience glass.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, we'll also be we'll also be doing classes um, where. People will actually come in and learn the art of glass blowing. Wow! Where uh, I'm, I'm taking my hands more out of the the hand, out of the the equation, and the people involved are actually learning what their hands need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's a, like you said, it's choreographed a lot. I mean, you, your hands have to work together with your hand with your head, and yeah, it's it's quite a quite a dance.
0: Because <laughs> I love to watch you two work together in the glass studio. Because I find that you just I don't know whether it's just uh, over a process of working together, but you almost can read each other's mind in terms of what you need, what you're where you're going with this glob of hot glass and, and all of that. Yeah,
3: but, it's uh, it's interesting because it takes a lot of communication yeah. to blow glass. I've found, um, and eventually you just kind of learn to anticipate what the the person kind of in charge needs. Um, between Kevin and I, we've been working together for months on projects now, and so um, if he just tells me what it is he's about to start working on, I usually know roughly what it is he's going to need from me.
1: And, and, and along with that, um, I've traveled to a lot of different countries where I didn't speak the language, and but glass is a universal language. Wow. Yeah. Um, once you kind of know what's going on, you can kind of step in and... You, can anticipate what the other mm-hmm. person needs even if you don't speak the language. It's I kind of got this universal language in its own right.
0: I love that. Well and certainly with the uh, programs on, on different uh, channels and all that like Blown Away and that I mm-hmm. think it's really kind of uh, sort of began this this interest in glass blowing and people wanting to learn more about it because what you can see mm-hmm. you know what's made of course I know that the are Reality uh, programs oh, so and that yeah. sort of thing, but and and you you cut quickly to the the finished product. But uh, I think is that has that uh, kind of surged in the popularity of glass.
1: Absolutely. Of yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've I've had friends that have been on it, um, and I've definitely noticed um, with my previous cur- previous visit posi- the professions. Excuse mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Got my tongue tied there. Um, that it definitely has brought a lot more people's interest into the studio. Sure. That's um, also made people realize once they come in and try it. Oh, wow. It definitely looks a lot easier yeah. on TV. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Who are some of your favorite glass artists? I know for, for the majority of people, they'll, they, they instantly think of Dale Chihuly. But mm-hmm. are there others that, that inspire your work, both of you?
1: Um, Lino Percha, um, arguably the best glassblower that's ever lived. Mm. Um, he mm. just retired a few years ago in his 80s. He started wow. when he was 10 working in the factories. So
0: See, you only have about
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> 20 more years yeah. ago. Oh, I'm yeah, no. no, more than 20, but well, well, well,
3: that sounds nice. <laughs> and I know a few artists that kind of transcend um, just working in glass. They kind of jump between different media, but people sure. like Preston Singletary and mm-hmm. um, makes beautiful ceramics work and beautiful glass work. And wood. And wood mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pretty much probably anything else he puts his mind to. Um yeah, there's I mean there's so many. I have been looking at we're we're mm-hmm. planning yeah. on a trip to go to Gas, which is a glass conference, and I've just been looking at the lineup Where's of speakers. At?
1: It's in Detroit this it's year. It's in Detroit okay. this year. Okay.
3: Um, looking at the lineup of just glass artists that they have there is pretty amazing um, and I'm just excited to learn more.
0: You know I'm not a glass artist at all but but that would be very exciting to attend because I think uh, you you probably see a lot more experimental work oh, absolutely. and a lot more seasoned sort of mm-hmm. glass blowers and all that. Um, I think yeah how fascinating would that be?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's it's going to be great. I've been to many of the conferences mm-hmm. over the years and I've drawn a lot of inspiration and made a lot of friends. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We're a very small community of, of artists. I There's not a whole lot of uh, glass artists around the world, um, you know, com- mm-hmm, in comparison mm-hmm. to ceramicists or sure, painters or sure. something like that. Sure. Um, and so we're a pretty tight-knit community. Um, you all, that seven degrees of separation, yeah. it's pretty easy to, you know, you can always know somebody through somebody via somebody.
0: Wow, that's awesome, you know, and I do want to mention that the Inglewood Arts Center is located at one zero nine zero one East winter Road, Independence, Missouri. so it's just a quick you know maybe ten fifteen minutes from downtown and and all that really accessible through truman road four thirty five all of that but uh yeah inglewoodarts.art arts dot art but Brandon, I want to bring it back to you because uh we have a lot of things going on at Inglewood Arts in terms of classes and workshops and that sort of thing right
3: yeah um yeah and and when you hear that we're located in independence it kind of scares people sometimes because it seems like such a world away but it's 12 minutes down truman road yeah. so well um, and
0: you know and, and it's great because it like i said it's very accessible from all different parts of the city but there's some great uh, venues restaurants to to go there oh, and absolutely. make it a day trip yeah
3: yeah so as far as our um overall organization um, the glass lab is really just the first step in many Um, we're really looking forward to being able to open up uh, studios for all kinds of disciplines and one of the things we really wanted to do is not duplicate what already exists in the art world Um, we're really trying to fill the gaps of uh, art forms that aren't completely accessible glassblowing was one of those Um, the hardest thing to do is find a glass blowing studio that um, is willing to just take you off the street and teach you how to blow glass. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, being a community driven organization, we really wanted to make it accessible to everyone.
0: Well, Um, and and if I could, I just mm -hmm. want to uh, interject that when you go to the art center, Mm -hmm. um, you can actually kind of see the glass blowing process between behind glass. Mm -hmm. So, so, I mean, you can go in to the, into the center and actually see the whole process take place in front of your eyes. So, that that's really nice that it's accessible that way and kind of kind of uh, inspires people to to learn more or oh, get involved.
3: Yeah. Absolutely, sure. yeah. So one of the things we wanted to do with the art center is um, we wanted to showcase the three major focuses within the space. So we have visual arts, performing arts, and culinary arts. Um, on the first floor, we have all of those accessible and available to to experience when we have events. Um, And so putting the glass lab behind glass, kind of ironic and and, uh, for functionality purposes, you don't want the really hot stuff um, right in front of people's faces. But we wanted people to be able to come in and just see all of the things that are available to them um, as soon as they walk in the door.
0: Yeah, I love that. You have uh, some summer classes offers offering uh, to, to kids, right? That When does that begin?
3: Yeah, so um, we do a annual summer arts camp for kids. Uh, we've started with ages seven through 12 um, and hoping to expand this summer. But those will go, um, they're week-long classes. They start in June. Each week of June will have a different theme and all of July will mm-hmm. be the same thing.
0: And how do people find out more information about that?
3: So we have information on our website, okay. Um, okay. inglewoodarts.art, um, and there'll be a Summer Arts Camp link. Um, you can also find information about the glass glassblowing um, Make Your Own Experiences on the uh, class registration link.
0: And I have to mention that Michael Baxley, the uh, Executive Director of Inglewood Arts, says every year, well, not every year, but he made a comment about one of the uh, summer classes that that, uh, were offered that the Kansas City Zoo came out and they brought this huge, was it a porcupine? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I think it was uh, an African porcupine. I don't know my porcupine species very well, but it was... um, yeah, it was about the size of a small cooler.
0: <laughs> it, was very,
3: it was pretty big.
0: Kids, don't pet this one. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, yeah, we have lots of um, collaborations uh, sure, each sure year. Partnerships you know, there's that. so many people that want to help us support um, youth education in independence, and yeah. it's kind of been overwhelming, the amount of support we've gotten through different organizations.
0: I love it. Yeah, Ingle Arts. Dot art is the website, you know, and I want to go back and ask each of you, Brandon and Kevin, um, although I know that you're very, very immersed in England arts and the glass studio and with the classes and, and all of that together, are you able to create art or, or sketch or draw on your own as as artists?
1: Absolutely. Good, good,
0: uh, good. Because that's important. Uh, no, I, yeah. they,
1: you're, all it takes to be an artist is getting started. Yeah. And, you know, how am I going to inspire the next idea if I don't put pencil to paper?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: um, I absolutely have been working on um, my own art. Um, I've kind of just been experimenting with different medium um, and, yeah, just working on a body of work that's not really – Super pressing. I'm not looking for an exhibition or anything right now, so I'm Mm -hmm. just experimenting with some things that have been piquing my interest.
0: I love it. Yeah, Yeah, kind of let everything kind of brew, just simmer a little bit before you, yeah, yeah. If you would share with us uh, social media platforms that you can find Inglewood Arts at, and also individual as as artists.
3: Yeah, so we have um, englewoodarts.art on Instagram, you can look up on Facebook Englewood Arts um, and Twitter I also believe is englewoodarts.art. Okay.
1: I don't have any social media. <laughs> you can find Kevin He's, on
3: Inglewood uh, Arts social
1: media. Yeah, there He's you go. Making funny socialist. faces. Yes, I, 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 I a make a lot of funny faces.
0: I love that. I love that. Is there anything that we left out that you want to mention at this time before we
1: move um, on? The Third Friday art walks. Ah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. We're always
1: yes. uh, inviting the community to come in on the Third Friday of every month. Um, I'm usually doing some sort of glass blowing demonstration. I have friends that come in from all over the state to help me out. hmm and there's usually a food aspect and a performance aspect.
0: Yeah. Love it, yeah. And it's
1: free, yeah. It's yeah. everybody's favorite price. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You, can, <laughs> you can say that because you're not for profit, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> excellent. I want to thank you so much, Brandon Schnurr, Kevin Miller, for coming in today and talking about your wonderful passion about the Glass Studio and the arts and Englewood Arts. Thank you so much, and you know, the doors open Come back anytime you want. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, we're going to take a quick break from Artspeak Radio, and we'll be right back.
4: Support for KKFI brought to you by the Jewish Community Center of Greater Kansas City, presenting the Broadway musical Kinky Boots with 11 performances between January 28th and February 19th at the Lewis and Shirley White Theater. For more information, including tickets and showtimes, visit thejkc.org,
5: or call the box office
4: at 913-327-8054.
6: This is Diana Lynn from the Tasty Brew Music Radio Show. On Friday, February 3rd, from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m., I'll be hosting a special four-hour Folk Alliance International Conference takeover edition of the Tasty Brew. Scheduled to appear on air with me are Australia's Nick Vulture, Kansas City's Cameron Keeling, Nashville's Patterson Barrett, St. Louis's Beth Bombara, Mike McClure's new project Crow and Gazelle, and Spain's Pipo Romero. That's a special four hour edition of The Tasty Brew, Friday, February 3rd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on your community radio station, 90.1 FM KKFI. Welcome back to Art
0: Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez-Boyd. Thank you so much for joining us on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Hey, look who's in the studio. Why, it's Wolf Brack, the Artistic Director of the Interurban Art House. Yay, I'm glad to see you, friend.
4: Hey, it's good to see you too, Maria. Thanks for having me back.
0: Absolutely. Got lots to talk about today, don't we? So yeah. much going on at Interurban. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Let's talk about the call for artists, if we could start off with that. Yeah?
4: Sure. Um, right now we have a call for um, our, our next exhibition, uh, Her Art, Their Art, um, in partnership with the UMKC Women's Center. It's uh, for artists to identify as women or non-binary femme. Um, and that call is open through February 6th. Um, and just looking through what's come in so far, I'm so excited <laughs> about
0: well, it, we're, we're, and we're this is a, a show. this is a big show annually, right? It is. I mean, it's really big. It is. Yeah. It is.
4: Um, I'll be co-curating it with uh, Brittany Noriega. This year. Oh,
0: great, great! I love her. Mm-hmm. Love her work too. Oh yeah. Wow. She's she's uh, yeah, she's incredible. Wow. So uh, the deadline again is Monday, February 6th. You got it. Yeah. And where do they apply to?
4: They can just go to our website, interurbanarthouse.org. It's right there on the front page. Okay,
0: terrific. And then what else you got?
4: What else? (laughs) What don't we? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, our current exhibition, uh, Art Heals, is up now. Um, the reception will be February 17th. But this exhibition just kind of deals with the intersection of uh, art and health. So artists are invited to um, examine, you know, how does, how do you cope with what life throws at you through mm. your art? Mm-hmm. Um, some artists use it to work through illness or, you know, mental health issues. Other artists use it to maintain. There's all different sorts of ways that people come to come to it so um it's it's a pretty powerful show Um,
0: well you know and I've had so many through the decade of work here on on the radio I've had so many artists tell me that art saved my life Mm -hmm. that if it weren't for art you know I don't know why I would be here and I think that's so powerful
4: yeah and they mean and like some of them and like quite Mm -hmm. literally like if I if they didn't make this piece and put it like so yeah, yeah it's um it's extremely important I think
0: So Art Heals Exhibition is currently on view through February 24th. And then the reception is Friday, February 17th from 5 to 8. And uh, yeah, artists deal with mental and physical health through their art. Art Heals Exhibition
4: correct. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we also have programming that goes along with the exhibition. So um, our uh, resident art therapist, Jerry Jacobs, um, is running a series of art therapy uh, workshops that people can sign up for. It happens um, every Wednesday through February. So there's one today, there's one the 8th, there's one the following Wednesday. Uh, But it's basically just a workshop with a certain theme in mind. You come in, there's a project, everything's included. Mm
1: -hmm. um,
4: And she just kind of goes through as you're making something, mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. dealing with you know, and and there's space for you to deal with what you need to deal with while you make what it is you're there to make.
0: Now, um, with with this uh, this therapist-led art workshops, is it only through the month of February, and then it? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you have oh gosh a whole month to go through. <laughs> uh, it's from ten thirty to noon and uh, you can find more information at uh, interurbanarthouse.org. Correct. Oh, very good. Uh, You know, we also want to mention that all the supplies are included with each session, and there's a price for it. Uh, We can't give that out, but you can look again on the website. Um, Sherry Jacobs leads a series of art therapy workshops. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a great idea.
4: Yeah, and it's 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 something it, it grows and you know it gains momentum every year. But oh, yeah, it's just sure. a, it's a nice release, especially this time of year when it's dark and cold.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people that uh, that do suffer from the seasonal um, disorder. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah See, that's right yeah. yeah there
0: you go <laughs> and then you have other things coming on oh my gosh what, <laughs> a, what next wolf <laughs> um
4: so like I said there's uh there's programming you know around the exhibition we received some funding from the National Endowment for the Arts to um to offer some mini residencies to artists um and one of those recipients recipients is Christina Foltz uh and she's um she's written and produced a one-act play um for the exhibition and that'll be performed um next week february 10th 7 to 9 p.m um it's you know pretty open to the public um but yeah it's just about two characters it's called mixed feelings mm-hmm. uh it's about two characters each one has never felt the way the other has felt and so they're teaching each other how to deal with and experience emotions that they may not be familiar with.
0: Wow, wow, uh, mix, and it's called Mixed Feelings, right? Yes. Okay, and that's February 10th, 7 to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, and it's all built around the Art Heels exhibition, mm-hmm. terrific. So it was,
4: it, was, it was produced specifically to go, wow. so it'll it'll take place within in the gallery space with, with the okay. exhibition surrounding you. Okay. Um, and then the following week, um, well, Couple weeks out, (laughs) (laughs) Um, February twenty second at seven pm. um, Another recipient of one of these residencies uh, is um, Malik Azriel. is a young singer songwriter, um, and is he's producing an album. Um, But he he wrote a song specifically for um, the exhibition. Um, He's got some other songs that he's going to perform and is going to basically he's. Collaborated with a spoken word artist, um, mm. and it's uh, his performance is called "Walking with Anxiety," um, which I'm wow. sure we can all relate to, <laughs> on some level. For real, for real. Um, but yeah, it's it's, and all of this, you know, it sounds heavy and can be heavy, but it seems to be such a release for people. Um, that you know if, if if you can make any of these i recommend it because you come away feeling so much better
0: well and well and i also think and not, not only just the daily in and out of anxiety and depression and whatever else you're going through but you know coming out of covid mm-hmm. i mean there, there's such a, a, a something that happened to all of us i, th- I think that uh, whether it was good or bad there's something that that affected us during this time this isolation or maybe loneliness loneliness or creativity i mean Mm -hmm. it it all affected us uh, so differently so yeah you're right the timing on this is great yeah (laughs) walking with anxiety concert yeah and it's a collaborative performance of music and spoken work which is great it's it's yeah i Mm -hmm. love that I love that. Well, and and I know that that's the sort of the calendar for interurban, right?
4: Yeah, for, for now, like one yeah. little snippet. But, yeah. you know, we've got things going throughout the year. We have a, you know, a rolling series of um, exhibitions, usually mm-hmm. kind of social justice driven. So, like I said, the next one is Her Art, Their Art. Um, and then we'll have our studio artist show um, with our, our in-house artists. Then we move on to our LGBTQ exhibition. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be partnering this year with no divide, KC, on that one since we both put on um, lots of LGBTQ pro- programming in the summer. It's like we might as well combine forces, which we've been doing, but Absolutely. no, even more so. Um, and then our Tangled Roots multicultural exhibition. That's always
0: fun. You know, I want to mention that Interurban Art House is located at 8001 Newton Street, Overland Park, Kansas. Interurbanarthouse.org for more information. And they've been around since 2011. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, this That's is our 10th year. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, and our hats off to Nicole Emanuel. Mm-hmm. Now did she kind of uh, retire, step away? She's kind of letting she's, you take charge.
4: Yeah. So she's <laughs> <laughs> she's kinda of, she's she stepped off of staff. Yeah. Um, you know, so she's uh she's she's mostly gonna be on the board and just kind of you know, she still has studio space there. Um it's you know, it's still her baby. Oh, but sure. yeah. you know, yeah, we absolutely. we've gotten to the point where she trusts us to <laughs> you know, to do right. oh when
0: the cat's away. Mm-hmm. No, but, but I should mention that with Wolf, uh, not only as artistic director of Interurban Art House, uh, you are a prolific uh, artist yourself. And you've got some work currently on an exhibition, right? That um, opens, I think, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, tell us uh, about <laughs> that. Uh,
4: it's an exhibition um, at the Carter Art Center at Penn Valley Community College. Um, it's called Threads, uh, mm-hmm. Tell Your Story Here. So I was asked to, to participate. It's, a, it's an interactive storytelling exhibition. So there's a, a group of artists who have all um, contributed work mm-hmm. uh, and then the public can come in and kind of write their own short little, you know, like three word stories, that sort of thing. So I've got a couple pieces there. Um, it opens tomorrow evening Uh, 5 to 8 p.m. Artist talks usually happen around about halfway through, so 6.30 or 7. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's, it's usually a good time. It's a beautiful gallery that people, you know, haven't haven't caught on to quite yet. It's, you know, it's a gorgeous space.
0: I, I had a show there. Uh, uh, I was in a group show about four years ago, and it is a beautiful space, mm-hmm. and it's curated by Bernada Bernadette, Torres. Bernadette yeah. Esperanza Torres. Oh, we love her. We mm-hmm. love her. But in this show, uh, in this exhibition, Threads Tell Your Story Here, uh, also featured artists Gail Burnett, Wolf Brack, Cesar Lopez, uh, Polly Alice McGann, Janet Ryan, and John Cambridge, Cambridge, Sutton the 3rd. Yep. Yeah, so it's going to be a great show that opens tomorrow. with the opening reception, mm-hmm. Thursday, February 2nd, 5 to 8 p.m. And it is at the Carter Art Center at Penn Valley Community College. And I believe that's on the south side of 31st Correct. Street. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's like 30, so where uh, Southwest Traffic Way and yeah. 31st Street intersect. I mean, big old campus, you can't miss it.
0: Yeah, and if, <laughs> and if people, you know, go to, go with my directions it's like right <laughs> across the street from brownies yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or browns, browns whatever they, browns, the, the irish, irish. yeah yeah mm-hmm. kind of over there but it, it's a great uh, it's a great uh, gallery space mm-hmm. the amount of light and it's just really wonderful mm-hmm. uh, very accessible at, at that parking lot right there
4: yep um, entrance is on the south side of the building
0: yeah just if you would tell us uh, a, a bit about the work that you have in this show sure yeah
4: um, so since it's storytelling um, you know Bernadette was like hey you make these little pieces I call them corks um, and each one is a tiny little face and um, or a little, a, little, a little personality about the size of uh, sometimes a grain of rice um, or a lentil um, and wow. each one has a little issue or a little story a short little one to two sentence uh, problem that is usually humorous or relatable um, in one way or another so I've got a couple of those up and I really like the way that we were able to hang them.
0: I love it Wolf, is there anything that we left out that you want to mention? Social media platforms or your website, uh, sure. Instagram? All um, that?
4: For Interurban Art House, we are Interurban Art House on everything. So, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, Instagram uh interurbanarthouse.org um personally I'm uh wolfbrack w-o-l-f-e-b-r-a-c-k um on Facebook and Instagram or wolfbrack.com
0: you know I'm so excited to have you here because you're one of our favorite contributors to Aww. Art Speak Radio you know I mean because you're very active not only with the interurban art house but also you know a uh, community driven and and as I mentioned, just a, a, an artist in your own right. So thank you for joining us today. And you know, again, doors open for you <laughs> anytime you've got something going on. I do want to mention Call for Artists, Her Art, Their Art, exhibition by women and non-binary femme artists. The deadline to apply is Monday, February 6th. Very Correct. good. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Don't go away. We've got to take your picture. We're going to be right back with Art Speak
5: Radio after this.
7: Hi, I'm Russ Simmons.
5: And I'm Susan Sanders.
7: And this is Take Two, two takes at a movie currently playing in theaters or streaming.
5: Dog Gone is a Netflix human and dog interest story starring Rob Lowe.
7: And Susan, it's a well-intentioned, sweet-natured, and family-friendly story. But as a movie, it's a real mongrel.
5: There are three themes running through this plot. The college graduate and his dependence and devotion to his dog, his mother's childhood love for her dog and the grief she experienced when the dog had to be put down, and the father-son bond that needs an overhaul.
7: This opus is loosely based on a true story about a Virginia family whose beloved pooch runs off along the Appalachian Trail. The family launches a sweeping search when the dog goes missing, and their efforts to find him wind up going viral. And those subplots you mentioned that are layered over this story are awkward, unconvincing, and particularly those tensions between the dad and his son and how their search affects that relationship.
5: Dog lovers who look upon their pets as family members will appreciate this true story. The basic theme is focused on supportive love, grief, and the role a dog can play in a person's life.
7: And all those are positive things. But the execution of those themes is ham-fisted, to say the least.
5: If the film had been 20 minutes shorter, I believe it might have had more power. But I'd be hard-pressed
7: to mention any aspect of this movie that actually worked.
5: I'd still advise having a hanky handy, if you see it.
7: Even avid dog lovers may squirm at the bungling emotional manipulations on display here. Sadly, Dog Gone is a real dog. I'm Russ Simmons.
5: And I'm Susan Sanders.
7: And this is Take Two.
2: Support for KKFI provided by Kansas City Folk Festival, hosting a benefit for the Grassroots Fest on Sunday, February 5th, 2 to 5 p.m., at Boulevard Brewing Company's Rec Deck, featuring the music of Jazz, Old Sound, and Sally and the Hurts. KC Folk Fest highlights the arts of our neighborhoods, region, and beyond. For more info, visit KansasCityFolkFestival.org.
5: Last November, AFT and
2: AAUP announced they were organizing 1,500 faculty and staff at the University of Kansas. This week on the Heartland Labor Forum, we'll check in with worker leaders to learn the issues and see how the campaign is going. Is an election in sight? Then, the White House has announced Empower, the Multilateral Partnership for Organizing Worker Empowerment and Rights, an initiative focused on advancing labor and worker rights throughout the globe, Thursday at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday at 5 a.m.
0: This is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez-Boyd on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Look who we have next. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we have Cynthia Levin, who's the producing artistic director of the Unicorn Theater. That's located at 3825 Main Street. Also next to her is actress, co-creator of Refuge, Satya Chavez. Thank you so much for coming
2: in today.
6: Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Wow. It,
2: it sure is. A nice sunny day. And Maria, it's 3828. Um, I don't know what address Probably. you have okay. down there, but we're oh, yeah. right across the street from you. I just like to make up things as you I go along. You do. You <laughs> do. And that's very creative of you. <laughs> Great. Yeah,
0: you're just neighbors uh, with us down the street. Yep. Yeah. We're going to talk about Refuge, which is a original um, yeah, original play that mm-hmm. was co-written, co-created by Satya.
6: Yeah. Let's talk about it. Sure. Yeah. Refuge is um, it's a play with music. And it's about a young Honduran migrant who makes her way to the U.S. um, with coyotes. And her coyotes abandon her in the desert Mm. um, on the journey, which is actually a very common occurrence. And so um, dehydrated, hyperthermic, on the verge of death, she passes out on this southern Texan rancher's land. And then him and this Mexican-American lesbian pregnant border patrol agent have to decide whether or not to deport her or help her. Um, There's, uh, the show's completely bilingual, Spanish and English, but we also navigate other languages like movement and music and puppets. Mm -hmm. There's this, um, the, the rancher has a pet pit bull that's played by a puppet that's played by a puppeteer using the puppet (laughs) and then uh and then there's a wolf character as well and the two of them kind of mirror the relationship between the girl and the rancher and so we're just like uh aiming to look through a lens of empathy through the experiences of human beings and also animals.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it it's original score and dynamic puppetry you know and and it's this teenage migrant's journey across mm-hmm. this challenging and mystical desert on their quest to find a new life in America so it's it it's a true story in terms of uh, what people individuals go through on a daily basis they've Absolutely. done this for for decades to yeah. find a, a new life in America uh, refuge contains adult subject matter and is recommended for ages 16 plus but there's there's something you know in in this in this uh, journey and this tale. There's something quite lovely and beautiful and that. There's music and again the puppetry that that helped tell this
2: story. Right?
0: Yeah.
6: I mean, oh, did you? Hit, please.
0: Well,
2: I was thinking of the early draft of this play mm-hmm. that I first read. I want to three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and there was not music attached to it. Oh, okay. Sacha, okay. That she contributed in that way and what it has done to this story. It Mm -hmm. has just elevated it and brought such depth. I mean, there's uh, the 50-50 Spanish, which Mm -hmm. has evolved over the years in workshop and the music. And I think what we can feel through music and even these puppets, um, it takes us to another level Mm -hmm. of humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the whole idea of this show is to Show this experience through the eyes of one person, mm-hmm. and if we could learn everything through one person, and not just see it as a, oh, it's just a mass of people, and it's a mass of good people, bad people. It's individuals. It is made mm-hmm. up of of individual people who each have their own story, and mm-hmm. it's it just takes you through this journey that is really uh, uh, breathtaking. It's yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and how you come out at the end at least sparks that incredible discussion that we want everyone to have. I yeah, love that. Yeah,
6: if you think glass blowing's a universal language, <laughs> try music on for size. Oh, for real. No,
0: no, for, yes. for real. Well, and, and I want to say that with with the music incorporated in this uh, production, there's also that history of corridos, those songs that were told through, uh, through the culture, the Latino culture, uh, through generations, right?
6: Yeah, um, there, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of mariachi, corrido, mm. Mexican influence yeah. in this music, mainly because that's that's my background, um, but also because that's the land that we're traversing in this story, right? Yeah. Like yeah. this young girl is from Honduras, but and uh, and the rancher and the border patrol agent live on the U.S. side of the border, but really this is. Reno mexicano mm-hmm. the land mm-hmm. the border mm-hmm. we say all the time the border crossed yeah. us right so like this is truly yeah. Yeah. indigenous it's indigenous land and so all of this music is absolutely rooted in that and and there's something um one of my favorite mariachi songs is called cancion mixteca and one of the lyrics in it is yo quiero llorar yo quiero morir de sentimiento and in English, that translates to "I want to cry, I want to die of feelings." And so, to me, um, what what yeah. mariachi music is, and and the that cultural aspect to that music, it's just so immensely emotive, mm-hmm. um, and it tells a story on its own. That's what it's intended to do.
0: Beautiful. And I want to say that you brought your baritone ukulele sure for, uh, with uh, with you today, so we want to hear what you've written. Absolutely. If you Absolutely.
6: Yeah. So um, in, in our show, we use the metaphor of saguaro cactus, saguaro cacti, as migrants making their journey to the U.S., seeking salvation, looking for a better tomorrow. So this is kind of the theme song of the show, and it's called The March of the Saguaros.
8: Los saguaros Paso, desfilan en caravana, se cruzarán por el paso, por solo buscar mejor mañana. Se encuentran en el desierto, no los desalienta nada paso se cruzaron por el paso paso a paso respira porque puedes respirar aunque duele escucha los aguaros sus historias de los muertos sus memorias en tus huesos y el mundo
2: <laughs>
0: that is incredibly beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Just
2: oh wow. Thank wow. You. She has a few of those <laughs> she dishes wow. out during um, the show.
6: Yeah, that's kind of a mashup between our, our main theme song, March of the Saguaros, and um, and the and the main character, the girls' theme song, which is that I which means to mm. breathe. And she mm-hmm. says, breathe, respira porque puedes, breathe because you can, respirar aunque duele, breathe until it hurts, respira porque cuentan en ti, breathe because we are all counting on you. Um, so that's kind of her mantra and uh, and the theme that keeps her moving forward.
0: Well, I, I, as I mentioned, you know, this is, uh, we're following the teenage migrant's journey through this challenging and mystical de- desert, mm-hmm. but there's that human Uh, component that we can all relate to keep going keep moving keep going
2: forward right Cynthia yes I think that 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 gives us hope that is the 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 hope in this play that you don't know who's going to make what decision for her and she is at the mercy of several people once she is found and she cannot necessarily run away because her feet don't work very well after walking barefoot for hundreds of miles so the hope is needed uh but not false hope but just of we need to look at people individually right we need to help when we can we you know we cannot be selfish Mm -hmm. and anything that we can do the rancher ends up taking water out into the desert you know at the end much like his his daughter used to do to to leave water for people or you know just hope for others who are going to traverse the desert
0: incredibly beautiful refuge is is produced at unicorn theater as part of a national new play network rolling world premiere other uh, partner theaters are curious theater company in colorado and theater lab at florida atlantic university universe uh, uh university florida uh Un- unicorn theater is located at 3828 main street nice yay Kansas city <laughs> missouri unicorn news at unicorntheater.org for more information. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to get rid of these tears in my eyes and it's just not happening, but I wanna mention that there are two other interesting notes about the show that the puppets that were created for this particular production uh, were created by What If Puppets, Mm -hmm. which uh, was uh, formerly Mesner Puppet Theater here in Kansas City. And Kansas City is one of the first three cities that are part of this rolling world premiere.
2: Yes Mm -hmm. we we do our own production with uh, our own set and our own actors even though we brought Satya in of course to be a part of this team also Mm -hmm. and so that the group of playwrights get to see their production in Mm -hmm. three different Mm -hmm. geographical locations in three different theaters with different companies to see what can work to help develop the script to send it out into the world since everyone is going to want to do a production of this play
0: <laughs> absolutely well no no kidding uh, so this has been running uh, from January 25th to through February 12th yeah. right one so, week down yeah, and two yeah. to go and yeah. then Sunday you have a talk back so that after the production uh, the audience can ask questions or comments and, and that sort of thing
2: absolutely right? both uh, the the actors will stay Satya and I will both be there and if people want to comment or just talk about what they've just gone through with us or ask any questions about the play or just about the the storyline um we're there to sort of just have that decompression time with them Mm -hmm. satya would you have another song for us or or, sure sure (laughs)
6: Um, uh, let's see Mm. so uh um, this is the song. So, so one of the characters in the play is is also a puppet, and um, she is a woman, um, a, a woman who's who was part of the the caravan of of migrants with this girl, um, and she got left behind in the desert. Uh, and in one part in the show, we describe her her eyes to be sunburnt. So, this is her song.
1: <laughs>
8: Quemados no ven, pero recuerdan. No ven, pero te vieron. No ven, pero verán lo que viene. Still, their yearning don't see, but have seen what is to come. es esperado
0: Beautiful, Thank so you. beautiful. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> just <laughs> just Standing beautiful. ovation here. A little I tiny dust concert version. <laughs> I All love right. it. Uh, you know, I, I just want, really want to ask if this music is recorded for for people to listen to uh, somewhere. You know, SoundCloud I'm, or? I'm
6: actually I'm working on it right now. Okay. Um, okay. There there are some SoundCloud demos out, but I'm in the process of. Okay. Um, Re-establishing, re-recording, revamping, and, and getting it out on Spotify this year. Because I really want to hear more. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, you'll come yeah. see it. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, have yeah. to come I see know, it. Sunday's yeah. very exciting because there's a talk back, But um, during the week, Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it's pay what you can. I sure. mean, the, the purpose of this show is to be as accessible to all communities as possible. So cost should not be a reason for why you can't make it.
0: And I understand that uh, this this production that the content is is not doesn't focus so much on the political aspect of this journey but All it's right. about the journey itself and All that right. empathy and and that individual what they're yeah. going through so
6: I mean I think we'll I think we as a human race, Realize very quickly when we're met with individual experiences and individuals. That's that's all we are. <laughs> just a, a yeah, collective yeah. Of, of individual people with individual journeys and life stories. And so, it is not about politics. It's about humanity.
0: Yeah. And we're just skin filled with goo. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Eight one six five three one play or seven five two nine. If you are interested in, in making a phone call to the unicorn theater and uh, you know this has just been really a wonderful treat me to have you both here today. Cynthia, I don't know if I've ever had you in or if I've had you in before. It's been a very long time. I've, I've come uh, in
2: with Mark Manning okay, quite a few okay, times, okay. but we'll just have to do this again.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely, because right. you know, I mean, it, it, I just feel like this arts community is so broad, so big that I feel like I'm just really chipping away at the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. even after 10 years of doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you're right down the street. Right, right. down the street. 3828 Main Street, Unicorn theater.org for more information and refuge that goes through February 12th and uh, yeah it's it's really um, I, I'm looking forward to it just real quick if you could uh, Cynthia tell us what's coming down the pike for unicorn theater in terms of productions
2: uh, we have two more productions this season the okay. next production in March is Mary's Seacole, about the first uh, black nurse Okay. um who was in the early 1800s that of course no one's ever heard of and she went through the Crimean War and and got kind of sideswiped by uh, Florence Nightingale of course um the the white savior sort of complex in that but it's about her life and what it has done to to medicine and nursing um through the the centuries and it's Fascinating exploration. Um and then the last show is called Lungs, which is about a young couple who is sort of so afraid to to sort of do things like have children maybe because of the carbon footprint hmm. and the seas are rising and it's you know, the climate is changing and what is their responsible thing to do. And it's about those decisions that very often young couples are making of how to be responsible, wow. but they still want children and family and where do you live and how do you do that Uh, so those are our final two performances of our 49th season that sounds great
0: now for both of you social media platforms that you want to share with our listeners
2: Uh, unicorntheater.org our website we're on instagram we're on facebook um and that's the extent of my knowledge of social media yeah yeah
6: i mean i'm um I, I recently had my social media hacked and deleted, so Oof. I'm I'm on the journey of getting it back. But uh, but that'll happen this week. I'm, I'm currently on TikTok as Escucha la Satya, um, Escucha la E S C U C H A L A dot Satya S A T Y A, and then this week I will add that to my Facebook and Instagram too.
0: Terrific. I want to thank you. Mo- both so much for coming in today and sharing with us this beautiful story the music and thank you so much for for you know bringing music to our ears and what what you have offered through unicorn theater thank, thank you, you so you. much thanks maria you bet he also want to thank uh, brandon schner kevin miller wolf Brack, satya chavez and cynthia levin and next week we have oh February 11th. T.L. Williams, Sean Stewart, Miller, Bogart. Uh, Stay tuned next for Jeff Harshbarger. 1 to 3, Jazz Afternoon. 3 to 6, Old G's Hangout. 6 to 7, Ebony's Bones. Thanks so much for joining us today. And honey, I'm coming home. Thanks for listening.